Good morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. to you from God our Father and our Lord, our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, defend your church from all false teaching and error, that your faithful people may confess you to be the only true God and rejoice in your good gifts of life and salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading for this 14th Sunday after Pentecost is from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 28. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today in the presence of God to consider his word. Today, he speaks to us about marriage. There is perhaps no set of verses in the scriptures on the topic of marriage as soaring, informative, and elucidating as this set from our reading. There is also perhaps no set of verses on the topic of marriage as dismissed and as countercultural to our times as this set. Almost immediately, we are brought back to last Sunday's gospel, wherein many said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? That's John chapter 6, verses 60 and 61. 
And so with open ears and open hearts, let us hear clearly and hold firmly to what God the Holy Spirit teaches us about a special union. God is the author and designer of marriage, Genesis chapter 2. Despite what human institutions may try to say, the Lord God says that marriage is a lifelong union between a man and a woman. He says that marriage is not simply the functional arrangement between two persons who may or may not love each other. Men and women are mere office holders who have no authority to raise God's design for marriage. Now, God gives marriage for these reasons. For the mutual companionship, help, and support of the husband and wife, so that the husband and wife may find delight in one another, and for the procreation of children. Now, since God is the author and designer of marriage, it cannot be redefined by his creatures. Anyone who would attempt to redefine amend, abbreviate, or adulterate marriage as the Maker has given fits Isaiah's description from our Old Testament reading for this morning. Isaiah 29, verse 13, This people draws near with their mouths and honors me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me. For the church to teach otherwise, would be to reject the commandment of God in order to establish our own tradition. See our gospel reading in Mark chapter 7, verse 9. But now we come more directly to our text, which you may think is chiefly about the topic of marriage. Well, it is not. Well, at least not in the way one might initially suppose. It is about Christ and his bride, the church. And only if one understands the foundation can he rightly understand what compels Paul to direct wives and husbands to live toward each other as he does. Now, most of us are familiar with the classic fairy tale, Beauty and the Beast, where the beauty falls in love with the beast and her love saved him. And while there is much similarity to Christ and the church, the roles are reversed. Christ, he is the noble, glorious, compassionate one. She, that is you and I, she is the one stained by sin, blemished by defect and blame, wrinkled, not at all lovely, oftentimes faithless, feckless, and fickle, oftentimes grouchy, garish, and glum, oftentimes selfish, sullen and sanctimonious. There's clearly nothing to be attracted to, and yet he loved us. He called us, he calls us his beloved. This is precisely how St. Paul describes it. This is how Christ loved us. He handed himself over on her behalf to suffer her shame, and to save her life. This he did in order that he could present her, that is us, to himself, a glorious church. That's how he sees us. Now picture him standing beside her proudly. I'm not ashamed 
to call her mine. Picture him standing beside her as an advocate in order that she, we, would be holy and without spot of sin, blemish of unfaithfulness or any such thing. That's how he sees us. That is love to the loveless, shown that they too might lovely be. Our beloved's great love for us, then, generates and animates our love for him and for one another. It's the gospel. Christ is for you. It's why husbands ought so to love their wives. I mean, it's how you've been loved. It's why husbands ought not be harsh with their wives. I mean, has Christ been harsh with you? He nourishes you, not belittling you, but building you up. He cherishes you, caring for you, his own body. It's why husbands ought never embarrass their wives, make a spectacle of their flaws. For Christ gave all of himself to present you to himself as glorious. It's why husbands ought to be entirely self-sacrificing, even to the point of death, if love requires it. For Christ was for you. It's why wives ought to surrender themselves in all things to their husbands. Do so out of reverence for Christ who desires it. You don't do it because your husband deserves it, for he deserves it no more than you deserve his entire self-sacrifice. You do it as he does, because it's living out the gospel and honoring Christ. Dearly beloved, married or not, this text is all about you. It tells us of our beloved, Jesus Christ, and how he loved, how he loves us. Therefore, moved by his love and in deepest gratitude to him, we all can honor this institution of marriage, wives and husbands, by living the gospel toward one another as we ought, and all, married or not, by encouraging husbands and wives to live as our Lord desires, and by honoring marriage in what we say, think, and do. Amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. Almighty God, you search us and know us. May we rely on you in strength and rest on you in weakness, now and in all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.